Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to the Bean for Wednesday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Tuesday, um, and it turns out vaping's bad for you. Oh, it's a bummer, given that basically every teenager I know does it all the time. Um, Costa Rica, we're going to learn about Costa Rica through current events, or the current sporting events anyway. Uh, but first up, the the uh, cabinet reshuffle. Uh, we've got a few more ZB hosts to have their say on what they, well, how they probably don't think it's enough. I think that's probably what they're going to say. All right. So um, the prime minister decided to move Potter Williams from police and gave it to Chris Hipkins. Now Potter Williams immensely unsuited to the police role. She lacked confidence. She lacked the ability to speak straight. There's no mongrel there. And like many in Labour's caucus, she speaks in what I call universities. I reject the premise of that question as a classic. What does that mean? It's academic speak that has too much on the one hand and yet on the other in it. Once you have time to translate the gobbledygook, what she was saying wasn't actually wrong. Serious violent crime is down. But there is a particular gang war and a trend of teenage ram raids that need dealing to. But Potu couldn't deal to anyone. So she's far better off waxing lyrical all about conservation. So that job goes to Chris Hipkins. Clearly the party star, the clear number three, if not number two, one of the few who can fight in the trenches and one of the few who speaks English. And here's my problem. After the big election win last time, uh, this was the largest caucus that any party has ever had, over 60 members in there, and yet here is a party who seems to have few choices when it comes to frontline staff. Okay, we need someone to deal with this problem. Okay, it's Chris or Chris or or Chris. Maybe Michael and Megan. Oh, yeah, but there's always Chris. You know, if the All Blacks had a similar lack of depth to their squads, we would give up the game, wouldn't we? Oh, that's an interesting um, comparison Andrew has made there. Um, It does sort of have a feeling of those times when you've got three awesome fullbacks that you want to jam into the All Blacks but no real second 5-8 option and so you, you try and turn one of them into a second 5-8 uh, is that what's going on? is Chris Hipkins the, the John Preston of the Labour that's a blast from the past isn't it but you know we just have him on the bench to cover all the positions because he could play everywhere is that what's going on? I don't know I don't really follow rugby, as you can tell. It's a, it's, it's a decade and a half since I follow rugby. Um, we're, we're going to uh, stay on this for a little bit more. I don't know if Francesca's making rugby comparisons, but she was talking about the new cabinet as well. Pretty sensible appointments. But whether any of these politicians are up to the job depends on the results, so it will be a wait-and-see situation. But, you know, does this change things uh, in your view of Labour? What do you expect from Chris Hipkins in the police portfolio? Do you think he's tough enough for this portfolio? And what is required of him? Uh, Of course, the police work independently. Do you think he can bring some order to policing? Is this reassuring to you? I mean, we we talk endlessly, don't we? about gangs and gang violence and crime and what is taking place at the moment and police and resources and all these kind of things here on Talkback. So are you confident? Does this give you some confidence? He is a capable minister. There's no doubt about that. But do you think that this is the right portfolio for him? Is he going to be able to get in there and really make a difference? Well, I mean, he's fixed COVID, isn't he? I mean, nobody's getting that anymore. So, 
got every confidence in him. Should be a walk in the park, sorting out policing and gangs and stuff after he did such a good job fixing COVID and we're never ever going to hear about COVID ever again. Um, I'm not sure how COVID affects people who uh, vape a lot, but it can't be good. Sounds like vaping's not much good either. How much vaping do you have to do to be consuming a pack a day? Um, not a lot, actually. The, the pods that we sell in New Zealand have up to 50 to 60 milligrams, and the average packet of cigarettes would have around 30. So, um, you know, you can consume a pod in a, in a reasonably short time, which is pretty much, you know, a pack or at least a pack and a half of cigarettes. How, I mean, are there kids consuming a pod a day? Yeah, um, from the asthma and respiratory research that they did last year with the secondary school principals, um, we found that, you know, 27% of year 10s are actually vaping daily. Um, and when asked of those, you know, 86% said that they, um, you know, are addicted or felt that they were addicted to, um, mm. to vaping, and 57%, you know, said it was an adverse effect on their health. So, you know, a big chunk of those people vaping daily are taking in a lot, and um, and they felt they were addicted. So this is the nic- straight nicotine, eh? Yeah, so, um, you know, in Australia, nicotine products, you can only get them with a doctor's prescription. Here yeah. you buy them at the dairy. John, um, what is wrong with consuming that much nicotine? Well, I think we've got to separate um, adult cessation, which is, is one strategy around vaping, and looking at young people, which, which we're interested in. And so the adolescent brain um, is still developing. So nicotine is an, an addictive subject, uh, substance. Mm-hmm. You're talking um, the effects of being anxiety, uh, trouble concentrating, mood swings. So all those mental health issues that we're talking about with young people, you know, we're, we're amplifying that, that existing issue. Is it, okay, um, but John, is that, is that, um, I mean, have you smoked? Uh, well, when I was young, yes. Okay, well, when I was young, I smoked as well, right? And, and you, you'd sometimes overdo it and you'd get a bit hyped up from it. Um, is that what you're talking about or is it longer term? And you'd get anxious and you couldn't concentrate because you're all hypey and stuff. Is that what we're talking about the kids are going through or is this now a long-term problem that they're setting, setting into themselves that they can't shake that anxiety? I think the latter. I think we're moving into the long-term one. Ah, bugger. <laughs> of course it's the latter. Um, uh, so you, you just try and fix one problem, you try and fix the smoking and then before you know it, the cure's worse than the problem my 13 year old boy actually got caught a couple of weeks ago vaping um and he got caught again last night actually so he's in the brunt of caught by um, who the school or you uh actually caught by his dad Ah. yeah we've found vapes in his room and yeah it's all it's all there it's all accessible he can get it whenever he wants and he's 13 and he's 13, yes. Wow. Yep. Now, when you say he can get it legally, they did, I mean, they were absolutely loose when it started. There was no regulation around it. They brought in leg, leg, regulation because they could see what was happening. So there are restrictions now on your 13-year-old boy getting some of these products. It's R18. Yeah, it's R18. But is mm. he still able yep. to get some, you're saying? Yes, definitely. He, um, we talked to him about it. Um, and I said, well, you know, how'd you get it? And he said... Well, over half of the school vapes, I can just go to anybody and get it. Yeah. He paid someone a bottle of Coke and a something else um, to get a vape. And then he went to his, another friend and he swapped out the vape juice. 
for something else. So I said to him, well, you don't know if it's vape juice or nicotine or if they've put something else in there. Yeah, um, I mean, at the end of the day, this stuff does cost money. Um, so one way, perhaps, to stop young people doing it is to not give them any money. I don't know. I don't know what. The, I, as, as always, with, with problems that affect young people, my solution is to not have any young people. Stop having kids, people. Come on. It's, it's an easy plan. Hey, uh, we're going to finish up by learning about Costa Rica because, uh, you know, there was a football game, wasn't there? Or is it, has it happened yet? A football game? Anyway, the football, when, when the football game was happening or not was not as important as learning about Costa Rica. I'll go to bed at two, I'll get up at six. I'll stay up, then I'll go back to bed at eight. And then go work the land about midday. That's the way I'm going to run it. So if you've got something to say about that, it would be good to hear from you. Very, very excited. So, and I, I don't know if I need to tell you this, but it seems as though it's only been in the last day or two that the excitement has really started building. The last couple of conversations I've had, it's been everyone. It's all anyone's talked about. By the way, these are the odds I'm looking for from the New Zealand Herald. We are 31st in the world. Oh, we're 101th in the world, and they're 31st. I don't know much about Costa Rica. But we've got Nathan, we've got um, Chris Ward, we've got Winston Reid. I don't know the population of Costa Rica, but I'll soon find out. I'll Google that. I should be asking Siri, shouldn't I? Five million. Matchy, matchy. 5.1 million, same population as us. Goodness gracious me. Although they have spider monkeys. So it's basically New Zealand with spider monkeys. That's my research, and I've done that. I'm looking forward to that. Goodness. New Zealand with spider monkeys. A peaceful reputation and a commitment to human rights. It's like we're playing a mirror image of ourselves. Imagine if it turned out like they, they have a, um, a problem with gangs coming in from other countries. Up a bridge that closes five times a day. And a record number of lightning strikes over the last week. Imagine if, if that'd be freaky, wouldn't it? I'm glad to be finding out. So yes, as Marcus pointed out there, I mean I could have just looked it up as well. Uh, that game is at 6 a.m. Wednesday. I'm, I'm guessing uh, like it's 4:54 a.m. as I record this, but I'm guessing as most of you hear this, it's probably already been 6 a.m. Wednesday New Zealand time. Uh, maybe you're listening to this while you're watching the game. Maybe you don't care about football at all. Maybe you care about spider monkeys. Maybe I should stop doing the podcast now and I'll come back and do another one tomorrow. See you then.